Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Thursday, January 17th, 2019, and I'm Steve Peasley, and I want to thank you for joining me today. Now, of course, every time I start this show, I say the same thing, and I really mean it, and I want to make it clear that I'm here to help you become an above-average investor, to help you achieve the goal I promise to provide, the uh, to help you achieve your goals, I promise to, buy, to provide unbiased information as best I can, okay, with the information I have at my fingertips. I have lots of software here. So, I, to do that, I answer your questions. You can get through to Invest Talk right now. You can call anytime you want at 888-99-CHART, and we're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5, so that means on a Pacific time, so that means I'm live right now. Well, the market started off down today. I thought we were going to have a down day. But within an hour, I mean, it was down about 100 points. But within an hour, it started to turn around. And by the end of the day, the Dow ended up being 163 points, and the NASDAQ up 50, the S&P up 20. So we've had, a, I think, the best start. Yes, we've had the best start in January since 1987. Does that year ring any bells with you out there? Because when I read that this morning, in 1987, do you remember what happened in 1987? Okay, the worst market day ever happened, September, no, October 19th, I think it was. October 19th, 1987. The market, let's see, I have, a, I have that date here. Uh, the market fell 20%. Yeah, October 19th, 1987. The market fell 20% in one day. So we've had the best start, best start ever since 1987 of our January. And you do remember that we had the worst December in history. So we're getting that bounce. This is a very good lesson to learn. The market, when it gets oversold or overbought, always bounces. Now it's a question of how far. Remember yesterday I said I think the the S&P... We'll go between 2000 and 2050, and I think today is 2030 after today's move. Yesterday it was 2010. Uh, so let me see, let me pull that up. 2600, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, SPX. Uh, yeah, that's the NASDAQ at 2600, and I thought it would stop uh, between 2600 and 2650. And it's at 2635 today. So it went up 20 points. So it was at 2615 yesterday. And there's where your lot of resistance is coming in. So we'll see. Tomorrow's the last day. Remember, we have a three-day weekend coming up. So uh, well, Friday will be an interesting day, I think. Uh, the Federal Reserve says that student debt is a big drag on the housing market. So everybody, all those student, you know, all those people with debt, student debt, 
They're not, you know, they got too much debt. They're not buying houses. The mortgage rate is at 4.5%. That is a nine-month low. Remember, it was hitting the 5%. Now it's at 45 you're going to buy a house, probably time to do it before the rates go back up. I don't think the Fed's going to raise rates this year, so I don't know how much in a hurry you need to be. The median price house, uh, median price of a house today is $258,500. Not in California, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, Apple. Apple uh, had had an interesting day. You know, Apple's trading at about a 15 PE. That's pretty low. And if you look at a forward PE, it's about 11. About 11. They have $150 billion in cash. So it's a pretty reasonable price. Netflix has made a 50% recovery from its low. But what's interesting is a little over 50% to its high. So it fell sharply and they made it about a 50% recovery. Just like the market. Interesting stuff going on here. Um, Ford, they said they're going to make, uh, uh, they're going to, their Ford, uh, a full electric F-Series pickup truck and it will be about 10% of the future F-150 sales will be electronic vehicles. Well, that's 10% is about what diesel sales are right now. So don't get too excited about that. Electric cars have a long way to go to supplant, you know, uh, internal combustion engine cars. It's going to take a while. John Bogle died. He was the founder of Vanguard, everybody. He was 89 years old. He also was the guy who invented and, and uh, perfected index funds. Index funds. You know, his Vanguard group has $5.3 trillion under management. Trillion with a T. So there's always lots of information. You know, I try to bring it to the highlights of, of the day's event to you uh, right off the bat. But, of course, your questions drive the show. I'm looking for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Or anytime the business line is always open. 888-99-CHART. Let's go to Raphael in New Jersey. How you doing, Raphael? Hey, Steve. How you doing? Hope all is well. Good, good. Thank you for the call. Yep. Uh, Steve, yeah, I was calling about the streaming wars that, that are going on, and uh, I, I was looking at the notes for today's market, and I saw that Netflix said uh-huh. something very interesting just this evening, and they were saying that their true competition is YouTube, not Disney or any of these yep. other competing uh, uh, services, and I, I very much agree with that. They said that when YouTube was out of service for a little while, they saw a marked uh, uh, improvement in their numbers just from having a YouTube outage. And I think that's the true competitor, not these other Johnny-come-latelys. And I'm very bearish on AT&T, actually, because they're getting in very late and they're taking on a ton of debt. It's a huge risk, and I don't think they're going to make it. You really think not? I, I think I think AT&T will make it. But I agree with you on the YouTube being competitive for Netflix. I think the younger generation is looking for alternatives, entertainment alternatives. You know, it's gaming, YouTubing, and Netflix. I think AT&T will be fine, but they're going to have to change their model. What's going to happen, they'll just have to change the model um, of how they, they, they present content to the public. They're going to have to move that. Remember, they bought Time Warner, everybody, and Time Warner has a, you know all that content, and that's why AT and T bought bought them. But I, I, you know, I just think that the new method of delivering content 
is metamorphosing into something that's away from the old traditional, you know, cable TV kind of thing. So it's, I, I agree with you. I, I do think YouTube is the is Netflix co- competition because you know the newer generation is using Netflix. The older and the newer de- generation watches YouTube all the time. So appreciate the call, Raphael. Good good uh, comment. I appreciate that. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. Is your portfolio firing on all eight cylinders, or at least six of the eight, or four? Something. Or is it firing all cylinders? It's doing the best you can do. Is it strategically balanced? Are you are you are you hedging in anything? Do you need to hedge? What is your risk tolerance to? How much can you lose and you'll feel fine? You know all these things. All these things we can talk about. I am going to be in San Jose for personalized portfolio consultations on January 23rd. Appointments are free. Everything's free, but time. My time is limited. You can register now at investtalk.com. Send me an email. We'll see if we can get you in. Or anytime this line never never closes. And at the moment, I am taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Steve Peasley will return to San Jose January 23rd. That's next Wednesday to conduct portfolio reviews for InvestTalk listeners. If you act quickly, you can reserve your appointment with Steve. Go to investtalk.com, click on Portfolio Review, then register. There is no cost. And now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Mike in Florida. How you doing, Mike? Doing good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was just wondering, you know, with Celgene uh, being bought, I'm looking at another uh, healthcare, and I'm looking at uh, uh, Allergan, AGN, and I noticed it's trading uh, below book value, and Morningstar has a five-star on it. I was just wondering your thoughts on it. Um, I like Allergan. I, I, I like it a lot. Uh, Allergan is an Ireland-based developer of branded drugs for multiple categories, including the central nervous system and eye care. They're a $52 billion company. They're big. They're going to make $16.53 in the 2018 year, and then $60.34. They're going to go down 1%. They're only going to go up 1% in 2018, down 1%. So, And the sales are pretty flat. But I like Allergan because they're very well managed. Uh, the PE is like nine. They have very little debt. They don't pay much dividend. That's the, the thing I don't like about them. They pay 1.8% dividend, which they could afford a lot more. They have a $19 per share cash flow. I mean, they could easily pay a lot more if they chose to do so. Um, it looks like mutual funds are not buying or selling. They're just holding on to, on to Allergan. AGN, everybody, is the number. And if you look at a chart, um, it fell fairly hard, just like the rest of the market, down to about $130 a share. Now it's $156. Um, and, you know, I like the company. I think it's a very well-run company. And their earnings guidance has been increasing of recent. So I think it's a really good company to hold for long term. I just wish they 
would pay a higher dividend and make me feel more comfortable owning a $52 billion size company. They should be paying a high dividend. So because there's not much growth. The growth is single digits or less. So there's not a lot of the growth right now. But I do like the company. Mike, appreciate the call. Thank you. Our main talking point today, at least one expert believes that great things are expected from most of the FANG stocks, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, in 2019. They want that, well, we're going to go over that. The recent price declines have made some of those FANG stocks pretty attractive, by the way. So, some of the other topics I want to talk about. I, I think I want to talk about a theme for investing, not only in 2019, but even going further in his, further out. A theme that I think you should start considering. You know, people always ask me, what should I buy? What should I buy? And I can't give them individual stocks, but I can tell you about a theme I, where we at KPP are looking looking at for the next few, couple few years. Mortgage rates stay subdued, bringing relief to the something housing market. You touched on that, but I think we need to touch on it a little bit more. And why stock market investors are starting to worry about the government shutdown. No one's been even thinking about it. As far as an investment, investors, that's nothing. The government shutdown has done nothing. But there's a point where it's going to start affecting things, and I think we're getting close to that. It's going to start uh, being meaningful. So we're, those are things we're going to talk about today, everybody. But, of course, you drive the show. What's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? Um, and most, you know, we, we've had a very good six, 17 days in the market so far this, this month after a very, very bad 30 days in December. Now, do we all expect the market to continue to rise and go back up to its old highs? Do you expect it? I do not. I expect it to start to slow down. I told you that yesterday. And I'm reiterating that today. I think we're going to start to see some resistance. Uh, there's going to be a tug of war back and forth, back and forth. That's not an unhealthy thing. That's probably a healthy thing. You don't want it just to go straight back up because then it'll go back down. And, you know, we're living with enough volatility, right? We don't need it to do that. But the market will do what it wants to do. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peaslin, and I want to thank you for making this program part of your routine. Justin and I do our very best to make it interesting and instructive at the same time. And whenever you have investment questions, I do encourage you to listen to our archive podcast. Invite you to explore investtalk.com. There's lots of information out there. And call us too right now. This is Invest Talk. The KPP Premium Newsletter, distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're talking about the FANG stocks, you know, that were the darlings of the stock market last year up until the last couple of months, and then they just fell apart. But I am telling you that <laughs> you're probably going to find this funny. I'm telling you that you may want to start considering buying them again. 
not all of them. I'm not convinced with about all of them, but I'm I'm looking. I want I my you know I would love to buy Amazon. I'm just having a hard time overpaying for it. Um, but I would love to buy it. Um, I think Apple is at a good price. I think Google is at a good price. You know, I, I think those are possibles. Uh, these stocks are strong. I mean, and these are the future of of the economy, that where they're going is where the whole economy is going to go. So I, I think that, you know, there, there goes along with my theme, even though my theme, theme for the year is a little bit different than the FANG stocks. But you always want to look forward. What is the next big thing? What What's coming down the road that's going to be explosive and great? I mean, look at look at what, what they do. Okay, Amazon. Amazon's got its fingers in every pie out there. And, you know, it's a, the, remember that one? They, they got started selling books. Do you remember that? That was their big thing. But, yeah, now they've, they've, they're doing everything, and they're doing it cheaper, more efficiently, online, and they're going to continue to do that. They're, they're really causing a whole sea change in how things are sold and how people have them delivered and everything else. That, and that's just one thing Amazon's in. They're into a lot of other, you know, things that 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 are impressive. Um, Apple is only, you know, my big concern with Apple, even though I have faith in them, is that their main driver of income is their cell phone. That's my biggest concern. They need to branch out and do more things, and they are trying to do that. You know, there may be an Apple car in our future. I don't know. Um Google, Google's more than just uh, just a search engine. That's one of their business. That was how they got started. Did you know the Google phone, the Pixel 3, is rated as the best phone for 2019? Their Pixel 3 phone. So, they're, you know, Google's getting a lot more things. Oh, the one I don't, I'm not keen on is Facebook, and you've probably heard me complain about that before. Just not keen on Facebook for a variety of reasons, but mainly because of their business model. I'm not convinced that, that business model is going to be successful. It probably will, and I'll probably be wrong. But anyways, let's go to Lee. Lee in San Mateo. Hi, doing Lee. Hi, Steve. How are you? Thank you for taking I'm my good. call. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Um, yeah, I I, I was talking with my Vanguard advisor last week who recommended I don't have much bonds in my portfolio so he, he recommended to buy a couple bonds bond funds in my IRA account which I think I'm okay but anyway for my Roth account uh, he said to buy uh, international growth fund the ticker symbol V as in Victor W as in William, I as in Igloo, L as in Lucy, X, C W I L X. And uh, uh-huh. since I, I'm retired and I cannot contribute anymore, it means mm-hmm. I will have to sell VTSAX, uh, which is called a stock market fund. Are you there, Steve? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I okay. So I am 
and I I have to buy fifty thousand worth of this fund to have an admiral uh-huh. share. Uh, uh-huh. Do you think that's a good move? My boss will come. Well, do you have any other international means everywhere, including the United States? It's not just foreign. Okay, so the Vanguard International Growth Fund is everywhere. And I'm thinking that maybe he is recommending that because he think that, thinks that internationally uh, the stock markets are at a low. Maybe that's what he's thinking. I don't know for sure. I don't know exactly what he's thinking. And it depends on what else is in your portfolio. How much do you, you know, are you, if you're, if you're retired, you don't want to be taking too much risk. And the, and the international growth fund is probably on a higher risk scale. So, but that might be fine if you have, um, you know, if that's what you want or you have enough non-risk equities in your portfolio. But if you're retired, I think you should be reducing your risk. But I don't know how much other things you have. So if you could send me an email and tell me what you have and how much in each kind of category, then I can give you a better answer. And tell me if you want to be conservative, moderate, or aggressive. Kind of need to know those kind of things, Lee. So you can send me yeah. an email at, at cppfinancial.cps like cppfinancial.com or just go to my website and I'll look at everything. But it is increasing your risk is what you're doing by doing that. Okay? Appreciate the call, Lee. Thank you. Tomorrow on Talk, the worst things you can say when shopping for a cat, for a car. The worst things you can say when shopping for a car. Well... I can think of some. Sales agents are trained to evaluate shoppers, and what you review could harm you at the bargaining table. And that's true with almost anything a car, a house, anything. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where every investor has an opportunity to determine their risk tolerance by using a free online tool at investtalk.com. It's called Riskalyze. Riskalyze offers valuable technology that will pinpoint with unmatched accuracy a client's acceptable level of risk. So know this, your first step to greater financial success is taking a short Riskalyze risk questionnaire. Steve and Justin can use the results to ensure that the risk in your portfolio becomes aligned with your investment goals and expectations. In other words, your particular financial situation. So why wait? You can get started controlling your investment destiny right now at no cost. Go to the InvestTalk menu link at investtalk.com, scroll down and click on Risk Questionnaire. This is Invest Talk, and we're glad you're with us today for one hour of financial news and perspective. And your decision-making process can benefit from this practical and unbiased advice, especially if you consult with Steve or Justin. Step up now with your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve, Justin. Uh, love your program. Just have a question. In the last 100 years, or 100 or so years, in a recession or in a bear market, has the Federal Reserve did not lower the interest rate or they did not ease on the monetary policy? Could you please let us know? Thank you. 
No, I, I've in the classes we've been putting on Invest Talk Academy, I've shown this that before every recession in recent times, I'm talking about the last 60, 70 years, the Federal Reserve has re- increased interest rates right up before the recession. They seem to have a very poor uh, track record of when to stop raising rates, when to increase rates. For instance, they, they're, they're saying they're going to stop raising, well, they've said they were going to raise rates two times in the last meeting, two times in 2019. Now they've been backing off of that. So the question is, are they going to raise any rates in 2019? They should have, my personal opinion, they should have stopped in mid-year this in last year. But, you know, they've had a bad record of raising rates right up into the new, right up, right up to the recession. I mean, we're talking within months of the recession starting. They've been raising rates instead of just stopping for a while, for a year, maybe even longer, to see what the economy does. So the the evidence is very compelling that they are they, their timing has been bad. Okay, so I'm gonna go with with their timing being bad. I think that they may raise rates one time, maybe two times this year. I'm hoping they don't. I don't think they should. I really don't. But I can see that pushing us into a recession if they do. If they don't, maybe we can avoid it. Yeah. Let's go to Monica in San Jose. How you doing, Monica? Yeah. Um, so I own some picking stock as well. But I want to know, what would you recommend? Well, PC, uh, PCG, of course, is they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. You could easily lose all all the rest of your money. They're at $6.36 now. I, I would not be an owner of PCG. Um, you know, we, we bought this stock... Oh, early, uh, late 2017, early 2018. But when those fires happened, and we got out because it was just too scary. The liability is too scary. PCG, everybody, engaged in a generation of electricity here on the West Coast of California, Central, North and Central California. And they're being blamed for those fires. And they could be their fault. It could not be. I don't know. I, I'm not, I, you know, the decision hasn't been made, but... They're going to have to put out billions of dollars, probably more than they have, and that's why they filed Chapter 11. They don't know what the liability is yet. That could easily wipe out. That Chapter 11 filing means that a judge is going to decide how much, if any, the stockholder is going to get of PC&G. They'll come out of bankruptcy because it's a utility and it's needed, but you as a stockholder could be wiped out, Monica, completely. Or you may get a little bit of something per share. I, I would stay away from it. I, I would just stay away from it. And if I had some, I'd sell it and move on. Just not worry about it anymore. PCG. 888-99-CHART. Okay, the theme um, I'm cons- I've been working on, we've been working on at KPP Financial, the theme going forward is uh, is investing an investing theme based on the future. And I will tell you, it's all about cloud computing. Now, this is not new. It's been out there for a while. And you have a number of players in this area. But we're looking at more of the uh, mid, mid-sized mid players. 
yeah, you can buy a company like, um, you know, IBM or, you know, Microsoft. They're big in the cloud computing. As a matter of fact, IBM expects 50% of its revenue to come from its strategic initiatives. And what is that? Well, it's based on the future. And it's cloud computing, analytics, mobile, social, and security for the Internet. But it's based mostly about cloud. And that's the area that's the high growth area for IBM. The rest is our traditional stuff. It's not growing at all. So even the online businesses know they have to move to this area because that's the future. Think about the 5G and and total. If, if we get 5G in your cell phone reception, which is going to start probably this year and we'll get much more impactful next year you know that means gamers can play live on their cell phones with everybody that means you know entertainment anywhere live uh data flowing super fast across the internet uh through the airwaves it is it's going to, it's a game changer so this is a theme we're, we're working on and you know one that i think you should consider in your investments of the future now that doesn't mean you have all, you know, 100% of your portfolio on that. No, 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 no. It just means that's that's where there's a lot of growth potential in that area. So um, that's the theme that I think you should consider, you know, and uh, and when you're looking for stocks to buy. And you can, you don't have to buy small companies. You can, you know, I like Microsoft in that, that field. I like Microsoft better than, than, uh, uh, I like Microsoft better than IBM, but you know, IBM is very low price <laughs> at this point. Now, I'm not recommending either one of those stocks, by the way. You have to do your own due diligence. You have to do your own research and all that stuff. Okay? This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I understand that many investors can experience fear. Fear when 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 you're unsure yourself. You know, what... what Fear and greed are the only two emotions that drive investors. And it's the, your job to ever overcome both, to not pay attention to either. You know how hard that is? It's very difficult. Your job is to look at the cold, hard facts. Okay? Now, you have to know how much risk. To, to know how much fear you can handle, you have to determine what your personal risk factor is. So what is your personal risk factor? Well, it's hard to gauge that, isn't it? That's why I have a tool called Riskalyze, and it asks some simple questions, very simple questions to try to gauge how much fear you're able to, how much, in, how much risk before you get too fearful. Okay, and you go to investtalk.com and take the little questionnaire. Once you take the questionnaire, we, we I respond to your 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 answers and ask to send a portfolio, and we take a look at your portfolio and see if it matches up with the questionnaire. Is you have is your portfolio too risky or not risky enough? That's what it does. So take a look. Go to investtalk.com, answer those questions. Our show is well underway, and we are over halfway finished, everybody. So give me a call, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and Steve Peasley is returning to San Jose to meet with InvestTalk listeners that understand the value of receiving a free portfolio review from Steve. Mark your calendar, Wednesday, January 23rd, 
If you live anywhere in Northern California, you should reserve your space for a no-cost portfolio review consultation. Steve will analyze your portfolio's strengths and weaknesses so that you can start 2019 with a much better chance of building a comfortable financial future. Register now at investtalk.com. Okay, you've got finance and investment questions. Steve is here and you can get his unbiased answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Justin or Steve, this is Chris from Santa Cruz. I was wondering what you thought about ticker symbol USL. It's United States 12-month oil ETF. I was thinking about taking a dollar cost average approach to this index fund since it's free to trade with uh, Charles Schwab. If you could just let me know what you think about it. I've heard you talk recently about oil hitting the bottom and you think it's going to do well in 2019. So just wanted to get your thoughts before I started buying it. All right. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Okay, USL is a, the is the exchange traded fund seeking performance corresponding to the spot price of West Texas crude oil. So when I say uh, oil is probably going to do well in 2019, and I mentioned that a day or two or three ago, I'm thinking that the price of the oil has already bottomed, and it's probably going to work its way up. But I don't think it's going to take off. I'm suggesting that you might want to get into oil stocks, not not necessarily trade the oil itself. Now, I do think it's going to be volatile. So as a trader, USL would be a good vehicle to use for as a trading vehicle. But I also think that it's bottomed, it, and I think it's probably going to rise. But don't, don't expect it to be like just a tremendous, you know, winner. I think this is USL is trading right now at $20.26. It fell down to $17 and then came back. There is a ton of resistance going to be in around about $24. So that's where if it's going to go up, I have a feeling that it, it, it will slow down there. And I'm thinking, why would it rally? Well, if we get a trade deal with China, it seems like, it's going in the right direction, but you never know. I think oil will start to move up. China is taking steps inside their country to try to add liquidity to their system and start spending money to try to get their economies going stronger again because they have slowed down pretty significantly in 2018. And that's why China had a bear market all of 2018. So in 2019, I think China may be successful in starting to improve their economy. And all that would do, that what that would do is make oil look more attractive as an investment, even though there may not the demand may not be there yet. Remember, everybody looks forward. Everybody looks ahead. So I'm saying that the demand year, demand year two years, three years down the road will be higher, even though we are producing more and more oil here in the United States, you know, the world's largest producer right now. Pretty amazing. Okay, um, mortgage rates. They have gone down to a little bit below 4.5% for a 30-year fix. I mean, three point from 4.5% from for a 30-year fix. I mean, we're talking about, uh, let's see, 454 uh, percent in 2018. 
And now we're at point point four point four five to five four point five, a little over four and a half percent to below four and a half percent. And that's from a peak of close to five percent. Now those even though that's a small percentage, it's an important percentage. It's telling you that mortgage mortgage rates are, are fallen and consequently it looks like purchase applications have spiked up in recent months. Remember I said that it looks like the, I think it was yesterday, that the millennials might be returning, finally coming into the housing market, finally. But with the government shutdown, the economic statistics, we're supposed to have housing starts and uh, and and uh, permit numbers, but we're not getting them because they're delayed because of the, we didn't have retail sales this week because of the delay, because of the government partial shutdown. So, we're not getting some of the statistics that we normally would get. But it's clear that mortgage rates have peaked, and they peaked right at, right at around late, you know, late mid-November. And they, since then, they've been falling. And I think if you're, you know, this probably is a good sign. If you're in the housing market, this might be the time. I, I think prices of houses have, at the very least, stabilized or have fallen. So it might not be a bad idea if you wanted to get into a house and can, it might be the time to do it. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. A reminder that Monday is a holiday. The markets are closed on Monday. So both the bond market and stock market. So tomorrow is the last trading day uh, for three days. And historically, investors are a bit nervous about that. So we'll see how the market reacts tomorrow. Let's go to Jay in Florida. How you doing, Jay? Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for the call. Hey, you know, I got a quick question for you. Um, I know you recommend um, uh, going into an uh, an index fund if you don't have a lot of money to invest. And um, yes, I, I value that. I value that uh, very, very, very. Uh, well, I was just wondering, right? If you took an in, can you can you essentially make your own index fund where you would look at some of the best stocks in the index and you can kind of cherry pick what you want? Would that be a good good strategy to to kind of uh, move forward, or you just kind of figure uh, try to get into like an index fund or something like that, or ETF or something like that? If you, if you yeah if you have if you have enough money. Uh, yeah, I think it's a very good idea. The problem with it, the, the index funds are great, but if you want, the problem is, is they're index funds. They track good stocks and bad stocks in the index. So if you could build your own index fund and only fill it with the good stocks and ignore some of the bad stuff, yeah, you probably should be do probably do very well. You gotta have a which ones. You gotta have a reason. You gotta have a theme or a a logical reason which ones you're going to leave out of the index. But you can't buy S&P 500, 500 stocks. You can't buy 500 stocks. The NASDAQ 100 is 100 stocks. That index, you can't buy 100 stocks. You know what I mean? You could, but you know, need more money. This is Invest Talk, and I'm Steve Peasley. Today's Thursday, and time feels like it's moving down pretty fast. So we got what? Ten, we got 10 minutes left? Give me a call. 888 99 
on the next Invest Talk. The worst things you can say when shopping for a car. Sales agents are trained to evaluate, and what you reveal could harm you at the bargaining table. That story tomorrow. But now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Rod in Atlanta. We had inherited a unique investment situation. A relative had put some capital into initial round funding for Bloom Energy. The company went public last August. The ticker symbol is Bravo Echo. They are currently sorting out how many shares each initial funding investor will receive. And we should have access to the stock in a couple of months. My question is, should we sell or keep the stock? Thanks for your help. Well, I'm not keen on it. Bloom Energy Corporations out of Sunnyvale, California, generates and distributes renewable energy and supplies electricity to residential and commercial customers. They don't make money, never made money, not going to make money. Uh, they're going to lose 70 cents a share this year, 2018, and this year they're going to lose 19 cents a share. They're losing less money, uh, and sales are growing. They're at $190 million in the most recent quarter. It's a fairly new IPO, and it came out like in August, and here it is close to six months, and it's been falling, falling, falling. It got as high as about $34. The IPO came in at what? The first trading was around $20, $22, went up to $34, $35, got as low as $10 in recently, and now it's $13 a share. Yeah, so it fell, it's been falling heavily because it doesn't make any money. Cash flow is negative $7.79. Not something that I would feel comfortable recommending owning um, because I don't remember my, my rule. doesn't make money. I don't want to buy it. I don't want to own it. It's got to make money first. And it's not going to make money this year. I, I don't know what it's going to do in 2020. BE is a symbol. Bloom Energy. Bloom Energy. Energy. Okay, why the stock market investors are starting to worry about the government slowdown. Why, you know, so far no one's really worried about it. No one in the, the investment world has really worried too much about the, the government slowdown. But it's going to start showing up. I and mean, we're going to sh start showing up with unemployment benefits being taken. It's going to start showing up with uh, just a general slowdown in certain parts of certain areas of our economy because the government is, you know, certain areas of our economy is not working. You know, so it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to have a, an effect. Okay. Um, and it's going to have, it's going to probably take a quarter point off the first G quarter GDP just because of the shutdown quarter point off that's a lot so when do you think it's going to get resolved as it stands today doesn't look like it's going to get resolved neither side wants to budge it amazes to me you know we have a we have a a, a a democracy based on compromise i mean that's how it was set up to make sure that no one has complete control. The Democrats are the Republicans. I mean, that's you can have complete control, but it's pretty rare. So it, the government's based on compromise, and there doesn't seem to be any compromising going on. So it, and either side apparently wants to do it. There's no incentive. It's only a partial government shutdown, so a lot of the 
the the things that would make them compromise would be a full government shutdown. But we don't get that. We don't. We not. That's not where we are. So it's going to start affecting our economic production here in the United States. And there's a lot of headwinds facing the U.S. economy right now. This is just one government shutdown. Then you got the the trade barriers, but that's 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 not the, the only two. You got a Europe that looks like they might fall into a recession. Another quarter down, shrinking quarter in Germany. They already had one, and they are in recession. So you got a, a China. Regardless of the trade, China has slowed down tremendously their growth, and that's affecting all of Asia. There's a lot of headwinds out there. You know that that. The stock market right now doesn't seem to be too worried about. You just never know when the stock market will decide to be worried about it. We don't have a clue when that will start. It just that at some point they will. Now we're not even talking about the the huge huge U.S. debt burden we have. No one even not on anybody's radar. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investor program. Remember, I will be in San Jose next Wednesday. You can register for a no-cost portfolio review now at investtalk.com. I'll be back tomorrow with highlights from the KPP Premium Newsletter. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.